voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky, swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call-in and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and good evening from a very warm Naples, Florida. At least I can say that today, 73 or 4 degrees. It's pretty good weather. I hope everybody's doing fine. I finally got said microphone fixed again for here in Florida, so we are ready to go. Jeff, are you ready to go? Well, let me see. Like The script is in front of me here. Let me just check and make sure if everything is okay. It is in front of me, and here we go. First of all, we'll say hello to everybody listening to on, on uh, the live version of All Things Radio. And, of course, for those who listen to it later, I will say hello to you guys as well. We've got a very busy show this week. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, followed up by Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. And this week, Bill Sparks' featured segment is a feature on Larry King, who passed away this past week at the age of 87. In my classic air check section, we're going to take care of recording a request, I should say, from Chris Devon, who would like to hear Ed Heider, otherwise known as Fenway, on WMEX from January 31st, 1961. And by golly, can't, I couldn't believe it, but I actually found the air check. And finally, yeah. the featured station section, we're going to take a look at syndicated morning radio, because everything has been going that way. So... I decided, well, as long as Anna and Raven are being syndicated by Compass Media and they put, a, they put their show on seven new stations, how does it sound when I listen to it from WEZN in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is their home base? That's a station owned and operated by Connoisseur Media. So all in all, we have a very, very busy show, and we'll have lots to talk about. And, of course, we have all the usual members of the panel. Chris is here. Perry's here. Gary's here. Bernie's here. Bill, of course, is here, and Mike is here out in Florida. So everyone is here who's here right now. So that's uh, And we got uh, the usual people who are listening and the people on Zoom as well. So all in all, a very busy show. That's a pretty good quote, Jeff. Whoever is here is here is here or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's pretty good, that Jeff. Song, we're here because we're here because, yeah, right. That, because, that's we're because we're here. Because we're here because we're here. Does anybody have anything be somewhere. before <laughs> we do Jeff's award-winning news? Well, uh, I do want to mention one thing that Mike mentioned to me, and we both heard about it. Mike, you heard about it, and Bill heard about it as well. And I'm going to try to, in the next few weeks, get an air check of Bill Tanner did mornings on radio station Y100, WHYI in Miami, Florida. And I remember him because back in 1974, my parents uh, had, were in Florida, and I spent time at their home, and, our, and we got to listen to... WHYI as well as WMYQ, both stations I listened to quite a bit down there. That, that Y100 oh, yeah. in the 70s was hot. It was a great station, Bernie. It really Incredible. was. It was That's what awesome. I heard. It's not. It's, I a, it's, a shell, it's, a, it's a shell of what it used to be but back oh, then. Oh, absolutely. But, but I was down in Florida, loved it, and had a great time listening to that station. All I'm going to say is I don't know how Indianapolis radio is making it without me. Um, 
the they're market. Not. They're not. <laughs> I mean, I just just letting you know it's flopping right now. It's flopping. Yeah. You What's know, that station in Indianapolis? Is it WNOW, Bernie? Is that the one? Oh uh, my yeah. God! And then they just syndicated their morning show with Tina Cuccino, and Elliot King yes. is coming back to the station. I, but I got that after my radio news in the afternoons. I don't, I don't know much about him, but he's coming back to the market. I don't either. I'm glad it to hear you say that. It doesn't sound like it's. It doesn't sound. Unfortunately, like, well, not many other people do. <laughs> Either. What can I say? It it's, sounds like one of those stations. It's that news, but not big news. They're they're, they're they're drawing at straws to try to make some success out of them. I guess. What can I tell you? What can I you say? know, I can leave there and be gone for four or five months and come back, and I bet you the dial is going to be exactly the same as when I left. No changes. You know. Nothing. You know, Bill. What one guy we have commented on in the past because of his uh, getting in trouble is Dan. Dan Dockage, and I hadn't really heard him, but he is on XM now on the what? college channel. And I got to tell you, I he's entertaining, but I can see how some people would be annoyed with him with some of the things that he says. He, but he is entertaining. Yeah, uh, he yeah. is. He's he's that, and you know he. Uh, he was doing it the other day again, and we don't want to make this a political show, but he was going on. And based upon no facts, I mean, I don't mind him making comments, but back them up with some facts, please. Just yeah. the facts, yeah. please. Just the facts. And don't go yeah. off on I've a wild facts. I was Jack, they Jack are. Webb would be going crazy right now with, with people not using facts. That's for sure. And that's very, well, very good. By, by the way, though, in, in, the, in the balance of, of a good sportsmanship, Bernie, congrats to those Hoosiers. I think you were feeling pretty good last Thursday. and. Boy, they, they they came through for you, didn't they? They they did. Yeah, it was just one was day though. Just one but, day um, though. As far as the as far as the Dawkins is concerned, when he first started was on good. the band, I think everybody liked him. Uh, I mean, my wife could even listen to him at the time. He but was he, good. So far off. What causes that? Is it is it the fact that that, that it's, I think it's an ego issue? I really do in a way because. Well, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. And you think that you're better than everyone else. And, and I, all the people I've, I've seen who are like that in radio, and I shouldn't say that because I can't, but a lot of people I knew who thought they were great, they were the greatest out there, and they flop all at once. They just yeah. don't make it after a while. They yeah, go, Pete Franklin got away with it for a long time. Yes, he know, did. Throwing people yep. off the air and everything else. So but he didn't make it. He did not do well in New York. He did No, he shouldn't have even been in New York. That was the dumbest idea. They were trying to put together like a national radio station well, in New York. And they, as they said, you know, and we had that special a few months ago, let's get people in here who sound like New York. And uh, then it started to work. Yeah. Well, how about the radio news? Let's say let, I sound. Let's do that. Let's, okay. do it. Oh. let's do that. I knew we'd have to get to that sooner or later. Yeah. Oh, we may have a problem here. There we go. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Alpha Media files for bankruptcy. Anticom bets on sports betting. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll begin our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Alpha Media makes news. Alpha Media is undergoing a bankruptcy proceeding. This is a Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceeding in cooperation with its creditors. One of the many companies that Alpha Media owes money to is Nielsen. Alpha Media owes $2 million to Nielsen ratings, $823,000 to BMI and other companies as well. Alpha Media joins the growing list of radio companies that have undergone bankruptcy protection. These companies include Cumulus Media, 
iHeartMedia, as well as Steel City Media in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just to name a few. Edgum is also making news this week with the purchase of the QL Audio Networks. QL Audio Networks is a company that produces programming for sports gambling. Edgum is banking on the fact that sports gambling is becoming very, very popular. Edgum is using radio station KZEWAM in Denver, Colorado to be the flagship for its new sports betting radio network. The sports gambling programming will air Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. with the BetQL Daily Show and the Better You Bet Show that will air from 2 p.m. till 6 p.m. And when sports betting is not being discussed, the programming will come from CBS Sports Radio. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. We told you last week that Edicom was consolidating programming on radio station KXSN-FM in San Diego, California and KRTH-FM in Los Angeles, California. One effect of the consolidation of programming in San Diego, California is the loss of Gene Knight. Gene Knight was the program director for radio station KYXY-FM and he had been working in the San Diego market for many, many years. He first joined KYXY when it was owned and operated by CBS Radio. Gene Knight says that he is not out of radio and he is looking for his next radio opportunity. In other news, Sirius Satellite Radio is launching Foo Fighters Radio in conjunction with their latest album release. The channel will begin programming on February 3rd. This is a limited run channel, which will only air for a short period of time. In other news, radio continues to make job cutbacks in Minneapolis, Minnesota this time at Intercom owned and operated radio station WCCOAM. This time it's their program director, John Hansen. He had been with the radio station since 2018. Before that, he spent five years working for Intercom in Kansas City, Missouri. Folks living in Albuquerque, New Mexico are noticing changes to the radio landscape as Alpha Media has flipped 100.9 The Breeze from a soft adult contemporary format to hip-hop and R&B format. 100.9 The Breeze is a translator using the facilities of radio station KZRR's HC2 channel. Now let's move our microphones to Memphis, Tennessee, where Flint Broadcasting has also made some format changes as a translator that transmits on a frequency of 96.3. The translator was programming an alternative rock format, but that's all gone. The translator is now broadcasting a top 40 format using the facilities of radio station WHBQFM HD2. And in Jacksonville, Florida, say so long to yet another sports radio station as iHeartMedia has flipped radio station WFXJAM. They transmit on a frequency of 930 from sports to gospel programming. And in Indianapolis, Indiana, say so long to yet another local morning show as radio station WNWFM will broadcast the syndicated Tino Cucino Morning Show. WNWFM programs a pop CHR format. Finally, who said you can't return to the airwaves? Well, you can if you live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and your name is Wendy Bell. After advertiser backlash and listener protests, Wendy Bell was fired from radio station KDKAAM, but she's back on the air again, working at radio station WJASAM at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She'll air Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. till 12 p.m. and on Fridays from 9 p.m. till noon. Now let's begin our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. In New York City, the number one-ranked radio station, definitely broadcasting Christmas music with a 12.7 share of the audience, is WLTWFM, and they program an adult contemporary format. The number two-ranked radio station is WSKQFM, broadcasting a Spanish tropical format, and finally, the number three-ranked radio station in New York City is WBLS-FM, broadcasting an urban adult contemporary format. In Los Angeles, California, the number one-ranked radio station is KOST-FM, with an adult contemporary format with a 13.5 share of the audience. The number two-ranked radio station is KRTH-FM, with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Los Angeles, California, is KFI-AM, with a news talk format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one-ranked radio station is WLIT-FM, with a 14.3 share of the audience broadcasting Christmas music with an adult contemporary format. The number two-ranked radio station is WVAZ-FM, with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Chicago, Illinois, is WBBM-AM, with its all-news operation. In San Francisco, California, the number one-ranked radio station is KOIT 
FM with an adult contemporary format, definitely broadcasting Christmas music with an 11.3 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KQED FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Francisco, California is KCBS AM with its all news operation. In Dallas, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KDGE FM, definitely broadcasting Christmas music with an adult contemporary format and a 10.4 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KLTY FM with a Christian contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Dallas, Texas is KHKS FM with a pop CHR format. In Houston, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KONO FM, definitely playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format with a 12.1 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KSBJ FM with a contemporary Christian format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Houston, Texas is KLTN FM with a Mexican regional format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one ranked radio station is WSBAM with its news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is WALR FM with an urban contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WSRV FM with a classic hits format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station is WBEB FM, definitely playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format and a 13.2 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is WDAS FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is WMMR FM with a rock format. Out of Long Island, the number one rec radio station is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format, definitely playing Christmas music. Another station playing Christmas music is WALKFM. That's the number two rec radio station. And finally, the number three rec radio station out on the island is WAXQFM with a classic rock format. In Riverside, California, the number one rec radio station is KLYYFM with a Spanish format. The number two rec radio station is KFRGFM with a country format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Riverside, California is KLVE. EFM also programming a Spanish format. In San Jose, California, the number one rec radio station is KOIT FM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely programming Christmas music. The number two rec radio station is KQED FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in San Jose, California, and I'm surprised about this one, is KDFC FM with a classical format. Finally, out in New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one rec radio station is WLTW FM with the adult contemporary format definitely playing Christmas music. The number two rec radio station is WAXQFM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station is WBLSFM with an urban adult contemporary format. Next week, we'll continue our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. According to media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was the Center for Disease Control, CDC. Number two is Home Depot, followed by Babel, the language learning company, Progressive Insurance, and Bank of America. When you spend 50 years at one radio station, that's really saying something. And in the case of Rich Lamb, that's exactly what has happened. Rich Lamb has been with WCBS AM in New York City, the all-news radio station, for 50 years, but he's finally decided to hang up his headphones, and we wish him well in his retirement. Finally, we couldn't end this radio broadcast without talking about Larry King. This past week, Larry King passed away at the age of 87. However, he was a pioneer in talk radio. He started his radio career in Miami, Florida, at radio station WMBM AM, later moving to WKAT AM, and then moving to radio station WI. 
IODAM. But his big break came when he moved to the Mutual Radio Network doing an all-night syndicated talk show. Larry King passed away at the age of 87, and the cause of his death was COVID-19. Bill Sparks will present a feature on Larry King later on in this broadcast. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Very good, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. He started his career at WAHR, not WMVM. Well, okay. that, it where later became w- WMVM, and that's why I said it that way. Because well, but I, right. where was w- where on the dial was WMVM and WAHR? Uh, WAHR was fourteen ninety. Okay, they were right. known as they were owned by a guy by the name of A. H. Rosen. There you go. And and uh, then WMVM was uh, at yeah. one time eight hundred, and then they moved to seven ninety. And then they moved to 1220. The thing is, when they put these things together, there's, there's a little sloppy reporting. And sometimes if somebody doesn't totally get, you know, the, the real uh, chronology, they'll throw something like that in there. And you just have yeah. to, you know, right. do what you did and point it out. But I, I, the, uh, the Bah Humbug Award goes to Atlanta and Riverside, California. They, no kidding. <laughs> and you know what else? Yeah. But freaks. But uh, Riverside, California, the, the classic hit station, which is KOLA, normally is either number two or number three. But most of the time, it's number two, and it didn't show up uh, at, at number two or three. Uh, no, at number two or three this time. So uh, I wonder where those PPM meters, those personal people meters, were skewed this year. Huh? I'm not sure. Yeah, the, other, the other thing is, the other thing is. There were some really incredible numbers. Yeah, 11, yeah, 12. I mean, and, and everyone yeah. said that Christmas was, wasn't going to do well, but as uh, like, I know. As, uh, as, as the radio <coughs> column that I read said, uh, with Steve Huff, who's a rating guru, that's all he does is analyze ratings, that the Christmas books were the best that these stations have had in um, years and years and years. You don't oh, see yeah. like that. Well, I think music was, you know, comfort food or comfort psychology to people you know yeah. they couldn't go and see the people they wanted to so at least they could hear the songs they you know wanted, <clears throat> wanted all, to all, hear. all the major companies have 24-hour christmas formats that are on 24 365 radio.com has one yeah. iHeart has christmas classics there's another one i listen to that comes out of ireland called um uh, uh, another christmas classics channel so they, they, if you want christmas music all year round you can find it believe me yep and there are people who and there are people who do like it year round. True. I couldn't believe about nine thirty in Jacksonville. They were they were they were sports for a while before that. They were oldies. I can't believe they won gospel. <laughs> we have two hands raised, but before, they got converted. I wanted to say one thing: uh, that station in Richmond, Virginia, that was that short intention span radio, and it, yeah, it's still they're still doing Christmas music. And here it is, January twenty eighth, as we are doing this show. They're still wow. doing Christmas music. Well, sure. their, their, their audience doesn't know it's not. Do they know it's Christmas? Do they know it's not Christmas? You know? Well, know it's, it's not. I don't. I'm not sure what Summit Media is going to do with this radio station, but they're definitely. Doing Neither it. are they, obviously. And maybe they are. Okay, Jerry, would you go ahead and unmute yourself, Adam, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Joe? You'll be next after Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Uh, I wanted to announce uh, that. Uh, Sirius XM is going to be putting on, I don't have a time for this, but I know it starts Monday. Um, they're going to be putting on a channel called Super Bowl 55 Radio. 
and it's going to be on Channel 104 on both. And uh, I guess it's going to have, you know, like player interviews and I don't know what all, maybe highlights from past Super Bowls. And Well, I maybe. I mean, they also could do some entertainment things, Jerry, you know, with whoever's going to be in the halftime show and, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, it's a little bit, and I don't know if they've done this before, but it's a, a little they, bit. They have every, yes, they do every year. Yeah, because they do this you know, every this, year, Jerry. So uh, this, this year you're only going to have twenty two thousand fans there and stuff. So normally you've got, let alone the sixty to seventy that go to the game, you have hangers on that go for both teams down to places you know where the Super Bowl is and just want to be around. And you know, there's a whole different atmosphere than you're going to have this year. So it won't really be the same kind of vibe as you normally get. And they're not going to have the same sponsors, like uh, uh, sponsors like Bud Light or Budweiser. They're not doing commercials on the Super Bowl like that big production commercials because they're not going to spend that kind of money on it. Yeah, they, they gonna... said they would do some stuff about healthcare workers, about healthcare like workers that. and vaccines, and the, there may be some Bud Light commercials. <clears throat> Super Bowl and Pepsi Cola is not doing any commercials, but they will sponsor the halftime show. Yeah. Joe, would you what let are people going to talk show, about? Please, uh, up in Albuquerque, go ahead. Please unmute yourself, please. Go ahead, Joe. We- oh, hi. Good afternoon. Anyway, I was surprised. I don't know the call letters, but when you said the number in San Diego, California, classical music number three in the ratings, I would almost fill off my chair. Well, uh-huh. I suspect because. A, wow. a lot of classical music stations do this do a thing where they where they play some Christmas classical music, and I suspect that that that's what happened. I can't tell you that's for sure, but I suspect that that's what happened. Thank you, Joe. So, I think he fell off his chair. He fell off his chair. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened to him. He fell off his because of the classical music. I mean, I'm not. He mm-hmm. fell off his chair. I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of classical music, but I do occasionally listen to WQXR out in New York City or. Oh, uh, W. What's the one again? Uh, is it CRB and not CRB? Yeah, uh, CRB. Yeah, CRB in Boston, and, yep. and I listen to them occasionally, but just occasionally if I'm in the mood to do. We them. used to have one of those in Indianapolis. It was a classical. They came back on in the maybe it was the nineties, eighties. One hundred seven point one. It was a weak yeah. signal, and remember that one, Bernie? Yeah, they they did not have a good signal. <laughs> they still don't. <laughs> Classical stations have been on here since '66. Uh, and eight ten a.m. on the dial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, we had two classicals. He tried classical for a while. I even I worked here for one day. Okay. Pushing buttons. Never General manager. You didn't even get to mispronounce any of the uh, operas or anything. No. no. Oh, okay. I did classical only once. Uh, no, when they were doing Christmas music on uh, College Station and. the... I told you that story a long time ago, so I'm not going to repeat it again. But uh, my days of doing classical music did not, did not go well because I didn't, couldn't pronounce. Uh, well, I couldn't pronounce. Uh, I made a mistake of saying "All Come All You Faithful" by Adeste Fidelis because I didn't. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, good old Adeste. He had a big fan club. <laughs> oh my. So, uh, yeah. Well, we had a, a and when I was taking communications courses, we had a music appreciation course, and the idea was. If you're going to get into radio, you needed to know, because the theory was there would be enough classical around, you ought to know something about it. So we had to learn who wrote what and how to pronounce their names and all that kind of stuff, which was, you know, kind of cool. It was kind of fun. Well, Uh, in a way, I mean, it's a good idea. I mean, the bottom line is there was a guy named Joe O'Brien. He used to work at WMCA. He did mornings. And he worked at at WHUD, and for a while he was part owner of the radio station. And he did a Sunday morning show of classical music and they and they were and they sold it anything that he could do on the air 
advertisers would buy would, would, would buy ads on whatever he did. And he did a Sunday morning classical music show for a while. And mm-hmm. and he knew he knew about opera. He knew about classical music. He knew about jazz. He knew about big bands. I mean, he was very versatile in the things that he knew. Today, you know, radio announcers don't have to know that. If they can read the script and voice track, that's all they got to know. They don't. They have yeah. To well, in the old days, when you came to a station or to a network to announce to be the staff announcer, and that's what they did, you know, because they would be between the network shows and they might have to do little fill-ins, but they would be the ones that would say WBZ Boston AM ten thirty between NBC shows. Well, they would give you a list of classical music uh, things to pronounce just to show that you could read properly and, you know, uh, they'd give it to you sight unseen. I've heard stories like that. Yeah, I remember when BZ... When they auditioned you, they would do this. Hold on, Gary. Go ahead, Mike. I remember when BZFM was classical for a while and you were saying, this is WBZFM, one of... 106.7, 106.7, whatever it was. It was, and uh, Carl DeSue's narrated that, and it was all uh, taped, you know, all recorded yeah. and stuff. Well, but here's another then thing. Then they went rock. Uh, but, like, I, I read an article or a book about Ben Grauer or something, and he talked about it also. Yes. You, when you were a radio announcer or a staff announcer at the radio station, you dressed in a suit and a tie when you went to work. I That's mean, right. no, I mean, no one cares. I mean, I, I, I used to say to myself, well, why? why? What, who cares? No one can see yeah. the person. But it was done because they wanted to have that image, and you portrayed that image of sophistication, and you were told that you will wear a suit and tie to work, or you don't work at the radio station. Well, they had tours. You know, you'd be in the fishbowl there doing your show or doing your waiting for the queue to come around to introduce Fibber McGee and Molly or whatever you're doing, and somebody could be touring the station, so they'd want you to look good. I heard a good thing yesterday, an interesting thing, from the 1944 uh, uh, Democratic convention in Chicago, Ben Grauer was the anchor, and you don't think of him as much as, he did everything, he did news, he was an announcer, of course he did that New Year's Eve thing we heard the other day, but he was throwing it back and forth between H.B. Kaltenborn and Robert St. John and and all this, he was sort of the, he was doing news, you know, he was not just a host uh, not saying anything, he had, he was listening to the podium and commenting on what was being said while they did their reports, but he was the anchor of their convention in 1944 of their convention coverage. Yeah, wow. Gary, were you trying to get in a yeah, minute Gary, ago? Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead, Gary. Oh, no, that's all right. I was, uh... And again, the, the, the staff announcer was more than just a staff announcer back then. They had, they had to learn to do everything, because especially what happens if the show couldn't go on. They, they had to be there. They had to be on that's the right. air. I mean, yep. if, we, used to, we used to get tours all the time at our radio stations, mm-hmm. all through the 80s. Yeah. But and you were, but no, you were forced the, to wear a suit and tie, were you, Bernie? I did not wear a suit and tie, no. <laughs> I didn't think but, so. But the no. funny thing is you listen to some of those old shows like Information, Please, and Milton Cross is the announcer. We think of him as the Texaco, you know, in the opera and all that. But here he is advertising, uh, you know, Lucky Strikes, you know, just as wow. a regular announcer with his cultured voice. And he sounded very good, of course, the great Milton Cross. But oh, yeah. uh, he was doing just regular commercials, too. He... Um up until he died, but not only did he do the Texaco Opera, but he was a staff announcer at Channel Seven in New York. Ah. It's you know it's hard to believe it, but he was there. He he, he was in. A, he cried when after went on strike. He didn't want to go on strike, but you know he had to. When he when they went on strike back in '67, I think in '65 or '67, remember that? Uh, he yes. didn't want to go on strike. That was he just didn't want. He he was so afraid that he was going to lose his job if he went on strike, but he didn't. Oh, he'd be the last person to lose his job. Well, you know, but but he was very loyal to ABC. I mean, because he worked for the NBC network that became ABC. The right, the Blue Network. Blue Network. And so he he was very loyal to that. How about if we get Mm -hmm. loyal here? Because I'm loyal to Jennifer because Jennifer told me. Oh, we all are loyal. We love Jennifer. If we don't get those format and call it a changes on, she's not going to make me my birthday cake next year. No, I'm just kidding. That's probably true. 
everyone, I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of January 28th. KRDO 1240, Colorado Springs, Colorado, changes slogan from where the news comes first to KRDO AM slash FM. KRDO FM 105.5, Security, Colorado, changes slogan from where the news comes first to K-R-D-O A-M F-M W-F-X-J 930 Jacksonville, Florida changes format from sports to inspirational gospel and changes slogan from 930 the game to hallelujah 930 W-G-X-I 1420 Plymouth, Wisconsin changes format from adult hits to classic country and changes slogan from Love 98.5 FM to Cal Country. WJFR 88.7 Jacksonville, Florida changes format from silent to religious teaching and adds slogan Family Radio. WFLW 92.7 Johnston, South Carolina changes format from format not available to Southern Gospel and adds slogan The Life FM, WMSO, 1240, South Avon, Mississippi, changes primary format from classic hip-hop to urban adult contemporary and adds secondary format gospel music and changes slogan from Bumpin' 104.1 to The Trend on WAVN, KIQS, 1560, Willows, California, Changes format from format not available to regional Mexican and changes slogan from Radio Mexicana 99.7 to La Ranchera 1560 AM 98.3 FM and 99.7 KLPI 89.1 Ruston, Louisiana changes format from silent to adult alternative and adds Slogan, Rustin's Rock Alternative. KTOR 99.7, Gerber, California. Changes format from format not available to regional Mexican and adds slogan, Radio Mexicana 99.7. KNRG FM 101.1, Cortez Lakes, Arizona. Changes calls to KZCE FM. AZX FM 101.9 Cleveland, Georgia changes slogan from La Que Buena Atlanta to La Que Buena 101.9 FM WCNS 1480 Latrobe, Pennsylvania changes format from soft AC to adult hits and changes slogan from light favorites 1480 to 98.7 Jack FM, WGDGC FM 88.3, Downers Grove, Illinois, changes format from silent to variety. WDNY 1400, Danville, New York, changes slogan from classic hits 1400 WDNY to 1400 WDNY. WLKC 105.7, Campton, New 
Hampshire changes format from silent to contemporary Christian. WLSD 1220 Big Stone Gap, Virginia changes format from southern gospel to classic hits and changes slogan from Alive 92.5 to 92.5 The Vault. WRSW FM 107.3 Warsaw, Indiana changes slogan from 107.3 WRSW Classic Hits to 107.3 WRSW KMJO 104.7 Hope, North Dakota changes format from classic country to classic rock and changes slogan from 104.7 Duke FM to 104.7 The Bear WRJR 670 Claremont, Virginia changes format from regional Mexican to Spanish religious and changes slogan from La Raza to Nueva Vida KLAZ 105.9 Hot Springs, Arkansas changes format from CHR to Hot AC and changes slogan from Arkansas's hit music station to 105.9 KLAZ KMTL 760 Sherwood, Arkansas changes format from format not available to regional Mexican and adds a slogan Radio La Raza KRLN 1400 Cannon City, Colorado changes slogan from News Radio 1400 to Talk Radio 1400 WCDG 88.7 Dahlonega, Georgia changes format from religious teaching to country and changes slogan from North Georgia Talk and Teach Radio to WCDG 88.7 FM WCLT 1430 Newark, New Hampshire changes format from adult contemporary to soft AC. WTNV 97.3 Tiptonville, Tennessee changes format from classic country to country. WVKJ 89.9 Dublin, New Hampshire changes format from silent to religious teaching and adds network provider VCY America Radio Network and adds slogan, A Voice for King Jesus. The following stations have signed off the air. KGSV 660, Oildale, California. KJMU 1340, Sand Springs, Oklahoma. KRSN 1490, Los Alamos, New Mexico. WBOR 91.1, Brunswick, Maine. WMYJ 88.9, Ulytic, Indiana. WPEF 91.5, Kentwood, Louisiana. WYKC 99.1, Whitefield, New Hampshire. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a very good week. Just like recording, Jennifer, it takes two times wow. to get it done. <laughs> yeah. But you notice all these, I'm, I'm, they, weren't, they weren't maybe the majority of the stations that went off the air, but if you look at the call signs and the frequencies, all 
a ton of uh, a ton of non-commercial stations are are really having a problem yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah they're going to raise money. Now, the caller is WBOR. I think that kind of needs to go. I don't think you have a station that's WBOR, but kind of boring radio. The only station I know with the OR calls like is WVOR. That's in Rochester, but that's that's, that's okay. That's, voice that's of okay. radio, voice of Rochester. That's great, but BOR, nah, I don't think so. No, I yeah, guess not. that's 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 pretty good. I think I I think I solved our mystery. I uh, was cruising along just like we always do. I walk. I took my headsets off and I laid them down on the desk. And I wonder if they didn't oh. hit the keyboard. I wonder yeah. if that's well, yeah, and you, and, and because we, because when he does the features, there are checkboxes to how they're supposed to run. Right. they're checked. But it didn't happen right away, so I mean, I'm in the other yeah. room saying, "Well, Jennifer, how poor to, Larry King get left out? He's supposed to be on. He yeah, didn't get in there. Yeah, he, Larry King came back. Though. You're dying. People forget about you that fast. Oh, I'm boy. telling you, it moved Larry King to the very bottom of the list. He was at the bottom, even past the sign-off. So I think he's trying to tell me that he didn't want to be on this little old show. But we got we got Larry King well, back. Well, we're getting, we're getting him about, as a semi-regular because we had him yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Right. And talking about Trump. Larry King, uh, he I remember when he used to have his you – know, he had two kids that died before him. And one of the kids was Kaya King, his oh, daughter. Oh, Kaya. And Kaya was on his show when he did the show on Mutual. She would come into the studio with him. A lot. Do you remember? And, yes, I remember hearing that. Than when she was, yeah. I didn't realize that she had died either. So I didn't either. Uh, I didn't. Either. Lost a yeah, lot she, of she had uh, she had cancer. Yeah. Oh wow. And, and then he had another kid a, that died. Uh, I think within a week or two of her. Yes, a son. A son. I don't remember. Wow. The name. But Mike, before we go, before we get into Larry King, you and okay. I were talking about Larry King. So you remember Larry King, and he started, I know, in Miami, which later became WMBM. But give us a little history of where he worked in Miami. Okay, Larry King started it, like I said, W-A-H-R. Then he went to um, w, um, W-K-A-T. He did a morning show, I understand, and he also hosted a thing from a place called Pumpernicks. And he even worked for a while at Whammy, W-A-M-E, did a uh, Surfside 6 show back when they were on B, believe it or not, after the gospel train with Brother Ray. Then he worked at IOD, and he also worked for a while at 1450 WOCN for a very short time. And um, then he went he went back to WIOD. They got they fired him a few times over at WIOD. Yeah, hey, you know. Hey. Well, let That's me ask you a question. Do you also remember he also did color commentary for the Miami Dolphins? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, I sure, I sure do. He was one of the first broadcasters that helped out with the Dolphins. Yeah, he was friends with Joe Robbie. He used to talk about that all the time, who was yeah. the first owner of the Dolphins. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I think he got him hooked up with Danny Thomas because Joe Robbie was Lebanese. He got him hooked up with Danny Thomas as a friend and, you know, a bunch of other people. So, yeah, right. he, uh, he had a Larry King could really network. He, he could hook up with everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he had the way that he had – he didn't have a script. Either. He just had – he knew how to ask questions of guests to make them, to make them talk and to make them comfortable. Um, yeah. I have it, and I'll uh, and maybe we'll share it. In a, you know, in a, you know, not right now, but obviously, 
Two weeks. I have an interview that he did with Jackie Gleason. Oh, um, I got the on that one too, Jeff. Oh, you, oh, you have that right, too. Yeah. Oh my God. But, you see, we, we both we both we're not even living together. We both think the same language here. But so. see, <laughs> he'll be back well, in two weeks. It's kind of like Cleveland radio. It'll be back in two. That's weeks. Yeah, right. Cleveland radio. Yeah. So why don't we do this? Why don't we do the Larry King thing? And uh, thanks, Mike. And I'm glad Thank that you. you were able to help us out. Okay. You know, we're going to try to do this. We'll see if we can't do this. It's an entirety this time. Good thing for anybody that wants to hear this show perfect, download the podcast. the nation's capital, Mutual Radio presents The Larry King Show, Network Radio's most listened to coast-to-coast talk program, featuring guests from around the world and calls from all across America. And now, Network Radio's number one interviewer, Larry King. Thank you, Fred Larry, and good evening, everybody. On this Friday night, Saturday morning across America, this is The Larry King Show, coast-to-coast on Mutual. Our very special guest tonight, we'll meet her in just a moment, is Sarah McClendon, who heads the McClendon News Service. Service, an operation here in Washington since 1944. She is one of the finer Washington correspondents, and everyone in America knows her who has ever watched a presidential press conference. Sarah McClendon, in a moment. We must tell you that tonight we are honored to have the auspices of C-SPAN, the cable satellite public affairs network, with us in the studios here at the Mutual Broadcasting System. C-SPAN is the nonprofit arm of the cable industry. In fact, it was cable created to help meet public service. And you all know, those of you with cable know C-SPAN, that it builds itself as television up by and for the people in that it uh, brings you the sessions of the United States House of Representatives every day. And once a year, C-SPAN comes here and tapes this program in its entirety, both the Open Phone America portion and the interview with the guest, and shows it when Congress is out of session, so it plays quite a few times on the network. We will also guest on the Cable News Network next Friday night. So many of you will be hearing this tonight, many of you phoning in, and those of you with cable and access to C-SPAN will, at regular times in the next couple of months, be watching this on C-SPAN, the Cable Satellite Public Affairs Network, and we're proud to welcome them to our studios. Next Monday and Tuesday night, we'll come to you from New Orleans. It's the National Association of Broadcasters Radio Programming Conference. I also want to thank the folks at the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. It was my honor tonight to serve as guest commentator on the Bills broadcast, a Bill victory over the Redskins. It was a lot of fun back in the booth again after doing the Miami Dolphins for many years down in Miami. We welcome to our microphones the irrepressible, the incredible. If we did not have her, we would have to invent her. <laughs> Sarah McClendon of the McClendon News Service. It is nice to see you again. Nice to have you on. We're, we're being simulcast now. That's very nice. So, Glad to be here. You're not made up and I'm not made up. We're just <laughs> winging it as it happens. Well, how did this all start for you? How did you become, how did the McClendon News service happen? Well, I came to Washington on the orders from the Army. I was in, the, I was a WAC in 43, and they came and needed some job done at WAC headquarters in public relations. So I had to come. I was you scared to death. Here. Yeah, I was assigned here. I was scared to death. And after I got here, I fell out of this, but made a first lieutenant. <laughs> and you did public affairs for the Women's Army Corps? Yeah. And, and then what? Must and then I, then I got out of the service in 44 and immediately started working as a covering news for the first for the Philadelphia Inquir- uh, Philadelphia Daily News 
and covering Congress and the, the White House. I soon got a White House pass, and I've had one ever since. And how did McClendon News Service start? Well, I really started uh, after a lot of working for individual papers. I started my own service about uh, in 1946, and I've been go doing that ever since. It includes, it's an umbrella to include print media, radio, TV, and uh, newsletters and lecturing and anything. And I do a national column for the Continental Press Syndicate now. That's a recent thing in recent years. Now, would you explain how your news service works? It's available to whom? It's available to, to all clients, all people who need uh, a legitimate news service. It's uh, print, uh, news stories and uh, radio and television news stories coverage. You feed every day stories to papers <laughs> around do. the country. I do. Radio and television mm -hmm. stations. Yes, and I do also. Um, I write the column now on national matters, which is largely an investigative matter. It's called Sarah McClendon's Washington, and uh, it's uh, where I try to simplify and humanize the big issues so that anybody who on the street will pick it up and understand what's what a big issue is. And, and that is sold to newspapers. That's right. Uh, is there a certain area of the country you're most read in? Is Texas the one? Um, that... um, southwest and west and Midwest, but not so much in the east. I have done east as an individual correspondent in the past. So, but there are papers in the southwest that get your copy, papers that get your column, yes, and listeners to radio stations yes. who hear you. Do yes. you do a daily report? Yes. Where are you? Do you have the microphones and everything set up in your office? Yes. And how do you feed it out? By satellite, phone by, line? No, by telephone. Telephone, largely, through the telephone. In, in, in a, you're your own operation, uh -huh. in other words. That's right. And people work for you. Yeah, uh, very, not nearly enough people working for me, no. <laughs> I usually do it myself, but I now have a new partner, Todd Robertson, who's helping me, and I'm very glad to have him. How did you get the idea to start a service of your own? I mean, um, most, most people it was, it work was for a newspaper. By necessity and uh, also convenience, I worked. I had the uh, delightful uh, relationship with an old-time Washington correspondent named Bascom Timmons, and Mr. Timmons had a number of people working with him, but a lot of them had gone off to war, and that's how women got started in Washington was when the men were off at war, and that's when I got my chance. I'm not kidding myself. I probably wouldn't have gotten the chance if it hadn't been for the men off at war. So when they started coming back from World War II, they needed their spots back, and it was getting really crowded. And uh, my dear friend, Mr. Timmons, said, well, you ought to be an independent woman. You ought to be able to make your own living and care, have your own uh, bureau. May Craig was a longtime Washington correspondent. She'd done well this way, and he said, you ought to be like May Craig. So he helped me get started, and some other people did, and I had a few clients on my own, and so I branched out. It was a wonderful thing to do because, and I love it because I've been independent all these years, and I don't have to, I'm not beholden to any network or any one mm. big organization, and they can't tell me to shut up and sit down and be quiet. I can do anything that I think I ought to do, I can do. When you started, there were not many women, were there? That's, there weren't many women at, at presidential press conferences. How many? Uh, there were about three who regularly asked questions, three to five. Boy, you were really in the forefront of all of this. Well, um, it took a lot of nerve, and I, at first I was very frightened. I didn't ask a question of Roosevelt at his last, I was in his press conferences in the last days, but I was really afraid of him. <laughs> really? And then it started with Truman. Though. And then I started with Truman. The, uh... 
Delightful Sarah McClendon. There is a tendency around the country to have a lot of fun with Sarah because she always asks very pointed questions of presidents. It should be also reported to those who know her. She is one of the best reporters on Capitol Hill. Sarah McClendon of McClendon News Service will talk about Sarah McClendon's Washington and her approach to White House press conferences. I will tell you that people are starting to call in already. And if you'd like to talk to this wonderful lady, a member of our great business, the area code is 703-685-2177. That's area code 703-685-2177. You can start calling in now. If you get a ring, let the phone keep ringing. Our guest is Sarah McClendon. We'll be back after these messages. Well, well, almost well, done. There. there we go. Is it? It looks like it. ready to be. No. That was it live, folks. There, that was actually live. Yeah, that was in the, the C-SPAN feed. So when you would see something that they would record from the media, they kept the mics rolling or whatever. Like you know, let's say, and we see this in the primaries. They'll go to New Hampshire and do a talk show, have a talk show come on, or in Iowa, and you'll hear the host, you know, while they're off. Hey, how many how many minutes is this break, or what are we doing? Uh, you know, we could hey, we could both use some coffee in here. You know, wow. yeah, they're, they, they're on. I used to know, love watching those and feed back in the day. Yeah, and it was the other so thing, cool to watch. Yeah. They've even done it with uh, with Bob Grant, who used to work at WABC, and they had his show on, and you could hear him talking to the producers and and you know talking to the engineers and uh, all the background stuff behind the scenes, which was kind of interesting. Well, and the other yeah, thing about Larry King, did you notice in that interview several times, just listening, he wouldn't let her finish a statement a lot no, of times. No, he didn't. I, I noticed he that. He and, just, and he did that to everybody. It wasn't her, just her. <clears throat> he just uh, tended to interrupt all the time. And, and I I always thought that was a little disconcerting. It, oh, yeah. All they needed to do was finish another sentence or two. And, yeah. you know, I understand that sometimes if you want to amplify, but he'd ask a different question when they weren't quite done. If if he wanted to make a point of, uh, oh, that's when you did this, you want to amplify what somebody's saying. Oh, to yeah. interrupt them, you know, to, to deflect them from what they're talking about, I don't think is the way to do it. So many broadcasters do that. I hear that on NPR all the time. They'll be talking, and and you also hear it when they're doing a press conference or something. The reporter will say right in the middle of a thought that somebody is speaking, you're listening to so-and-so. Right. I mean, it's really, it's it's not good radio. When you know, did she pass away? True, you know. I remember I got mad one time when we had all that snow up here in 2015, and I got mad. I was trying to listen to the uh, the press conference, you know, the mayor or the governor or something, and one of the BZ people kept coming in and saying, when when the questions are being asked, but you could hear them. They weren't mic'd properly like they are at a presidential press conference, but you could hear the question, and then he would say, you're listening to the conference, you know, the Mayor Walsh conference here for this uh, WBZ with the snowstorm and blah, blah, blah. And he would talk over the reporters. I want to try to hear the question so that I could, when uh, you know, you know, the mayor would invariably after that say, "Well, that isn't really true. We don't quite do it that way." And well, what was the question? I didn't hear the question. You know. But of course, they want to get the rating, so that's why they're constantly true. doing it. That when way. When did she pass away, Jeff? When did she pass away? Or I'm thinking. I have no idea. I'll have to ask uh, Lex if it knows because I don't right, know. Right? Because I mean, she. Yeah. I remember well, her at press conferences. Do you guys remember? I remember May Craig, and I've heard 
I'll listen for her now. See, a lot of these uh, things on Golden Age News Network that they play are meet the presses, and I'm going to try to listen for her now. She was probably on those, too. Right. She used to ask those tough questions at the... And I remember doing the Nixon Well, thing. she died on January 8th, 2003, at the age of 92. Wow. There you go. Wow. wow. So she was... There you go. She was... One thing about Larry King is he took some weird calls. He had this one call from Portland, uh, Oregon, the Portland Laugher, who just used to laugh on the air. Yes. Okay. Man. And he had a uh, and he had a game where people would say, "I'm I'm a different part of the house. I'm 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 the kitchen chair. I'm I'm the kitchen cabinet." Well, he did some crazy stuff. Hey, yeah, I I know he was different, but he was he was very good at what he did. But I just noticed yeah. that tonight he wouldn't two or three times she could not finish. Well, I which, think that she spoke slowly. No. I think he got a little frustrated with that, and she spoke rather slowly. She was not a quick talker, and he's from New York City. Uh, yeah, but he did it to everybody. He did it, he did it to everybody. It didn't matter who you were. And he just, his mind, he couldn't, you know, maybe at ADD or something. But, I mean, she'd all, all she'd be doing was one more sentence, and it would have been more smooth. Nowadays, one thing about Zoom, when everybody's on their, uh, their hookups at home and they're on those things like the cable news networks and stuff, they really can't interrupt each other because they, they're not oh, yeah. in direct communication. So they don't know that they're interrupting you. They, they don't always hear. But, I mean, the, the host will ask their question and give them a minute or two to, to respond and let them finish because right. they kind of have the, to. And sometimes, depending on, what, on how far away it is and the hookup they have, like if, uh, if they're talking to someone in England, there's a big delay sometimes. And that, that's not Zoom. That's Skype. So. And oh, could, yeah, no. Larry, no. could Larry King have made it today in today's talk radio i know he was oh yeah, oh, oh yeah i believe he would have he would have probably had to specialize yeah. the thing that he yeah. got to do he got to do sports he got to do entertainment he got to do politics right. and people generally can't get to do that you know um that is probably what he would have had to pick a field and and stick to it because it's pretty rare that you get somebody now who will talk on on all subjects and uh, right. you know they they kind of uh, pigeonhole themselves yeah. Hey, Chris. We have a we have a Jamie. Can you unmute yourself? I know you got Jamie T out there in Florida, There's out Jess. in Tampa, Florida. What would what would you like to tell us? Well, <laughs> you got to find that mute button. While, while he's unmuted, while he's unmuting himself, Jeff uh, Bill, there, there uh, it was just made known to me that the Locked On podcast. We've talked about that before. They were sold to Techna. Now, what what that is going to mean for those podcasts? I don't know. Jamie, I hear that you're on Tech, yeah, Tech, Tech is a company that owns television stations. That's uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know. We're having I know we're having all sorts of issues with them in this market. We we know all about it. Go ahead, Jamie. Yeah. yeah. First of all, guys and uh Jeff and Bill and, and, and crew, thank you guys for taking my call. I wanna ask you guys a question. And I I kinda know what the answer is gonna be, but I just want to hear it from you guys. I believe that if a station has a significant local presence, the way WQIK has here, they've been here for 60 years. Do you guys think that having local, a local morning show and other and local personalities, that that gives the station its edge in the community? What do you guys think? I used to think that way, but with ever with 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 so many new people come not listening to radio and using YouTube and using uh, what are they what they use Amazon Music and Spotify and Google Music and Apple Music. (laughs) I don't. I, I really used to think that way, Jamie, but I don't think that way anymore. Um, yeah, there are always going to be people who want to hear local programming, but when a station goes to a syndicated morning show, it's very rare that you're going to see that station go back to local programming. I mean, just, that's my opinion. I think maybe other yeah. people might feel differently. The stations but I, that need to be local and need to be live as much yeah. as they can are the news stations and the sports stations, because if well, you're not, 
and you're just doing syndicated sports, most people will turn you off or syndicated news. You know, you, you've got to be on, have a live presence in those formats. I think need the local, you know, you look at New York, WINS, WCBS, and WFAN, that's what they do. They do, they're all their own programming. Rarely, uh, MFAN will pick up some stuff from um, uh, CBS Sports Network over the weekend. But basically, they produce their own programming, and so do INS and, and CBS. And, and look what's happening with Enicom with their formats. They're consolidating, but they're not doing it with the news stations. Why aren't uh, they doing it with the news stations? Look at Bernie's because- station, though. Local, live and local. Well, 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 I, well I, I, hold, I, I, hold on a second. Hold on, Bernie. Go ahead, Bernie. We, we are uh, we're local all the time. Right. We, we do not. We don't farm anything out. So you know, everybody is is in house. You know, I mean, I know everybody there. They know me. It's, mm-hmm. But your voice it's still is much, a local. But, but you do voice tracking, even though you are local. Yeah. Right? I mean, well, yeah, but you know what? We we do voice tracking, but we do it on the local level. And right. That's I mean, but, when I voice track for a weekend, I talk about stuff going on in town that weekend. Uh, talk about a new restaurant that's getting lines two hours long, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so I, I, I mean, we keep it, we keep it local. Well, well, I mean, well you're making the line I, longer by talking I, about it. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, and WQIK in, in, in Tampa is the country station, correct? Is that the one that does yeah. country? But that's the yes, only country. Indeed. But that's they the have... big country station in town. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Check this out. So on QIK, the morning show is local. Middays are local. Afternoons are local. The only send, they only air three syndicated shows. They air the their United Stations Backstage Country, which is that new show. They air Rise Up, which is kind of syndicated, but the guy's based in St. Pete, so we don't count that one. Well, no, you and, do count it because it's not done at the station. It's not done at yeah. QIK. It's not local. It's not local. Okay. It's, it's and then wow. we, and then we air the semi syndicated slash locally produced. 2020 country countdown but everything else has is every like all the djs are based out of tampa they all live here they know the community you know bobby bones is great but as good as he is he's in nashville okay and, and who owns wqyk is that owned by cox no they're owned by beasley um, okay and, so beasley well i can tell you right now oh my and, god as if beasley is running them and they're keeping it local that's great but as, if the economy falters or if the revenue drips drops i should say excuse me if it drops and 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 stations aren't meeting their quotas i can tell you what's going to happen to those local shows they're not going to stay that's exactly what's going to happen it, I mean, when, when you look at a corporation like beasley and Intercom and iHeartMedia and Cumulus, they have a formula they look at for every radio station. And if you're not meeting that quota and you, if you're not doing well, they're not going to keep it local. And that's the bottom line. The bottom line is money. It's not – they don't care about local. They care about how much money they can make because you have to understand there are, there are publicly traded companies on the stock exchanges, and, and, and they have to answer to the people who are investing in the company. That's I mean, that's the reality of how it works. Okay? That's what so wow. you, so what you're saying is, what you're saying, Jeff, is you, you won't be surprised if, if one day business said, you know what, we're going to replace the local morning show on QIK with a syndicated morning show of some kind. Uh, and, whether it's whether it's syndicated by iHeartMedia or, or Premier, or it's syndicated by by Westwood One, or it's syndicated by Key Networks or Skyview Networks or any or Westwood or any of those networks, they will do that eventually. If if the station doesn't do well and they can't sell and, and it doesn't yeah. sell as well. And the other but, thing that can happen is if you have a longtime host and there comes a time that host is going to retire or whether they've been doing the show 30 years, and they say, we're not going to really break in a new host and get these ratings again. This is the time to cut the cord. You know, that's when they might do it, too. Right. Thank yeah, you very I, much. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. 
Yeah, you all, you also have uh, you also have um, DJs like I mean, uh, um, pretty much all the QIKG DJs are are, are are young, and you know, a lot of them are, are younger. So you know, they'll keep them around for a long time. Yeah. In fact, we we uh, that's we, not uh, necessarily true. They may keep them around until no, they realize no. how much they got to pay them for pension, and they got to pay them for overtime, and they got to pay them for iHeartMedia was just did it by laying off key people in the company who were gonna who were costing them more money. That's the bottom well, line. And that's and- how it is. The other thing is, they'll keep them around until these guys realize how much money they can make doing something else. You know, right. when, when they realize they're not making that much money doing radio, because everybody thinks radio people make all kinds of money. And, you know, <laughs> the, local, I mean, yeah. the local people in the community, right. they, they think it's a real glamorous job, you know, and, and it, that is really not the case. Yeah. Well, how about go- 770 in uh, uh, Fort Myers is owned by Beasley. And all they do is just syndicated programming, and they run Dave Ramsey in the afternoon. In fact, Dave gives a number to call, but you don't get on the air. I mean, you have well, to. You it's weird. Well, you have I know to leave that, a Mike, message. Yeah, Mike, we've. I know that we've talked about this before, and it's this is the way it is. How about right. if we talk about Ed Heider after we play the air check, so that we can yeah, make- let's, let's see if we can make this all the way through. He tried yeah, to get we'll on once. We'll have the rest of it now. Yeah. This week, we're taking care of a request from one of our own panel members, Chris Devon. He asked me if I would play an air check of WMEX from January 31st, 1961. And that's what we're going to do. You're going to hear their morning man, Fenway, otherwise known as Ed Heider, who worked at WMEX for a couple of years. Fenway was the name used by various morning personalities who worked at WMEX during the 1960s. Notice how Murphy's Law takes effect when Fenway tries to play the untouchable song by Buchanan and Goodman. And enjoy the newscast that you're going to hear as well. And the lead story is the transit strike in Boston that year. So Without further ado, sit back and enjoy Ed Heider as Fenway on WMEX from January 31st, 1961, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Time is 24 before 9 o'clock. Mitch Miller plays Tunes of Glory. Time for the WMEX Crusader. People who prosper are people who share. The WMEX Crusader with this to declare. With days ending so early, it's easy not to see youngsters as they walk home or engage in outdoor winter activities. Especially during winter time, we must pay extra attention as we drive. The new WMEX urges you to put safety first when you drive. Have a Try a pack of new king-size Philip Morris Commanders made on a new machine, the Mark 8. The tobacco in these cigarettes is vacuum cleaned. And the cleaner the tobacco, the better it tastes. Yes, the cleaner the tobacco, the better it tastes. Noticeably better. Have a commander. Welcome aboard. Color radio time is 21 before 9 o'clock in the morning. 16 degrees in Boston.
missing person, Bulletin. This person is missing. The person missing, John Gillen. John Gillen, age 62, from Boston. He is 5 foot 9 inches tall, weight 175 pounds, has blue eyes, gray hair, has a limp in his right leg. Watch now for John Gillen. If you see or know the whereabouts of the person just mentioned, please notify your local law enforcement office immediately. If you are this person, immediately telephone the police and report your whereabouts. The new WMEX Missing Persons Bulletin is a public service feature of Color Radio. Brought to you in cooperation with the Boston Police Department. 18 before 9 o'clock on the Big X, Fenway and Tuesday morning, and a big, big good morning to you wherever you may be in Boston. Going to be a cold and cloudy day with a high in the low 20s. The S&H green stamp signs are going up at First National Supermarkets in Massachusetts. It's your surest sign of pretty shopping, your surest sign of pretty shopping. We give S&H green stamps. Shop at First National Supermarkets. Get S&H green stamps. St. Valentine's Day, in a warehouse on Chicago's south side. Members of the Al Cologne gang, disguised as police, gunned down seven of Bugs Moron's boys. Three live long enough to say... Later that evening, Bugs Moron received this anonymous phone call. Are you lonesome Fearing for his life, Moron rushed to LaSalle Street Station, where he was seen boarding a train heading... I hate to interrupt your fellow, but you've got a crack record there. That's showbiz. You see a doctor about it. New Hampshire and Vermont. Partly cloudy, scattered uh, snow flurries and cold weather today and tonight. Wednesday, fair weather, about the same as today. So once again now for northern New England, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Partly cloudy, scattered snow flurries, cold weather today and tonight. Wednesday, fair, all temperatures about the same as today. That's it from the 1510 Weather Tower. WMEX time is 14 before 9. WMEX Roadwatchers report traffic as follows. North of Boston to routes 10128 Linfield, it's very heavy. Traffic in Route 9 is heavy. The Sumner Channel reports heavy inbound traffic. It's bumper to bumper. Also heavy outbound. The northbound lane of the Southeast Expressway has very heavy travel. Southbound traffic is heavy. On the Mystic River Bridge, the WMEX Roadwatchers report bumper to bumper travel at this hour. And WMEX News is now urging everyone to be mindful of the fact that because service on the MTA is at a complete standstill, Traffic conditions will continue to be abnormally heavy throughout the day. Please drive carefully. And the new WMEX reminds you, safe driving assures arriving. Easy. Easy, lad. Take your time, boy. Now, suppose you start that again from the top. Uh, no, honey, he's got he's, uh, to prepare a newscast coming up in a very short time. And WMEX Instant News, he can't go back. Oh, no, please don't ask him to go back. Please don't do that. He is anyway.
Great Imposter by Henry Mancini. 10 before 9 o'clock on the Big X. 10 before 9, 16 degrees. Going to be cold and cloudy today with a high in the low 20s. Brighten your day with music. Baby, only six months old, alone in the world. No place to call his own, not a crib to call his own. And he walked into the Golden Nugget Cafe, swung those swinging doors open, ambled up to that bar room, put down his rattle, turned towards the bartender, and in a voice only known to a baby, he said, How dry I am in playtex dry I am. Now save 39 cents on Playtex Dressies Baby Pants. Regularly 69 cents each. Now on sale at two for 99 cents. Playtex Baby Pants stay soft and comfortable through months of machine washings. Won't crack, peel, harden, or stretch out their elastic. A real bargain at the regular price. And now a special bargain. Two pairs of Playtex Baby Pants for only 99 cents. After WMEX News, Bobby Darren takes us up a lazy river. News summary for the Morgan Memorial, Boston partly cloudy, 16 WMEX degrees, color radio clock, 854, big X, big story, Boston. The MTA has been shut down today, leaving 750,000 persons stranded or forced to get to work by car. Governor John Volpe has called in both sides for a conference at the State House for just 35 minutes from now. Volpe's telegram to the MTA chairman, Thomas McLernan, and union headquarters says, and we quote, imperative you report to my office at the State House at 9.30 a.m., prepare to effect a settlement to the MTA strike and restore service forthwith. William Ward, labor manager of the MTA Board of Trustees and head of the State Employees Union, has called the walkout brazen. He has accused the strikers of creating anarchy. There was no official strike, but the MTA employees today have called in sick by the hundred. The company says in one case, a bus driver started his run, but a fellow union member walked over to him and told him, you're sick. Well, the driver climbed down and went home. It was the second strike on the MTA lines in five months on the 14 community MTA system. Big Axe home ground, Watertown. The WMEX Fire Patrol reports a tour alarm fire to Lumberyard in Watertown has now been brought under control. Firefighters from the Waltham Department were also called in to battle the blaze at the Kimball Lumberyard on Green River Way. There are no reports of injuries in that Watertown fire. Stay home. The Massachusetts House, in a surprise move, has voted preliminary approval on a bill to revive the game of Vino. The measure passed despite an adverse committee report. The measure would permit Vino to be played under licensing conditions. The game has been outlawed here in the Bay State, following a series of scandals in Malden some 20 years ago. Big Axe, New England, Salem, Massachusetts. A 20-inch water main broke in Salem this morning. The accident flooded a railroad tunnel, disrupting Boston and Maine railroad service. About half the city of Salem is without normal water service at this hour. The break in the water main in Salem is believed to be behind the courthouse near North Street, and police in Salem tell WMEX News that
that schools in Salem, repeating, schools in Salem have been closed today because of the break in the water main. Hull, Massachusetts. The Senate Ways and Means Committee in Boston has reported favorably on a bill that would assist the town of Hull. The house passed measure would authorize the town to borrow up to $136,000 for seawall construction in a mile-long area ravaged by the blizzard of January 20th of this year. New Haven, Connecticut. The State Public Utilities Commission in Connecticut has given the New Haven Railroad permission to cut down some of its personnel. The road will eliminate station agents at certain locations and then double up on others in the state of Connecticut. This, according to the New Haven Railroad, will save it an estimated $35,000 a year in salaries alone. Big Axe USA, Sioux City, Iowa. An assistant cashier of a Sheldon, Iowa bank is back in jail today after she admitted to 35 counts of embezzlement involving more than $122 million. The government's case against Mrs. Bernice Geiger had stopped transactions since November of 1957, and Mrs. Geiger still refuses to say what was done with the money taken from the bank headed by her father. The White House, President John Kennedy, has called a breakfast meeting for this morning with his congressional lieutenants just hours before the critical vote on the House Rules Committee. Mr. Kennedy also has a morning appointment with a task force study group. The subject will be farm problems. Kate Canaro. Space scientists are scheduled to send a baby chimpanzee into space this morning on board a Redstone missile. America's seven astronauts will be on hand to watch the chimpanzee blaze a trail for their own flight, which is slated for later this year. Big Axe World Powers. Secretary General Paul Henri Spock of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization has resigned. NATO authorities say an official announcement of the resignation of the 61-year-old former Belgian Socialist Party head will be made later on, possibly to Today. The, the Navy reports that Admiral Alan Smith Jr. has reached his scheduled rendezvous with Portuguese rebels in the South Atlantic off the coast of Brazil. However, there has been no immediate word on whether Smith has boarded the hijacked ocean liner, the Santa Maria. Brasilia, Brazil. The youngest president in the history of Brazil, 44-year-old Yanio Quadros, will be inaugurated this morning at 10 o'clock. The most urgent of many problems facing Quadros will be what to do about the hijacked ocean liner now off the coast of Brazil. Color radio clock. Two minutes before nine, Big X reports on sports. In boxing, middleweight Joe Danucci of Newton is rated a nine-to-five underdog going into battle tonight with ring-wise Ralph Tiger Jones at the Boston Arena. In pro basketball, Cincinnati 116, the Boston Celtics 88. Morgan Memorial Goodwill Industries need your help now in maintaining jobs and training for the handicapped employees. Please give your repairable clothing and household items today to Morgan Memorial. 16 WMEX degrees, humidity 55%, winds west at 18 miles per hour, the forecast, partly cloudy today, high in the low to middle 20s, fair continued cold tonight with a low near 10 degrees, tomorrow fair little change in temperature. Instant news summary for the Morgan Memorial on the new WMEX, survey proven number one. Next news, the instant. Be a WMEX news reporter. If you see news we can use, call WMEX Instant News in Boston at Commonwealth 6 8410. WMEX pays $15.10 for the best news tip of the week. Call CO6 8410. Well, there you go. Memories of WMEX as heard on January 31st, 1961. The radio announcer was Ed Heider, assuming the role of Fenway on WMEX AM. Ed Heider would later work at WINS in New York City just before they went to an all news format, and he also worked at radio station KYA AM in San Francisco, California. Now, if you have any comments, could turn this part of the show, or if there's a classic air check that you'd like me to present, why let me know about it by email. That email address, as always, is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's all yours, Jeff.
Uh, well, uh, let me ask Chris. Uh, what are there any of the memories that bring that bring? Oh, this, sure. Well, all the music there. We had we had some really good uh, that cherry berry wine. That was not. You know, this is what we talk about. Um, you know about regional hits and stuff. That was a big top ten hit, and uh, it was by Charlie McCoy, who was basically a session uh, person on a lot of Nashville recordings. And he sang this song, Cherry Berry Wine. It only hit 99 on the national charts, but it was a real top 10 hit here. So, And they played, <laughs> they played a lot of regional type hits, I noticed. Like the, like yeah. the, one for the, the theme from The Imposter by Henry Mancini. Now, I know that was the movie. I remember I remember because I have an album where I had one years ago of all those movie themes. So I remember it. But I don't remember mm-hmm. it being played on the rock station. WMC no. never played it. WABC I, never played it. I don't remember actually being, you know, so they might have just been trying it out. And I don't remember it really making it as a big song. But a lot of good music, you know, the fun commercial, you know, dress baby pants okay whatever you know that's different and uh you know how dry i am you know i remember that and what was was the score that was that was was the boston celtics playing indiana in that in that no cincinnati 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 royals and that was uh and you know celtics that was on the road they just didn't do well on the road sometimes even though they were a great team and won the championship that year but I think that was the year before Oscar Robertson. So it was just, uh, I don't know who they had, Wayne Embry and whoever, but uh, Arlen Bockhorn and people of that sort. But anyway, they uh, they beat him pretty good. But uh, that was unusual. Cincinnati wasn't that good. But yeah, Joe DiNucci, the guy who was going to fight in the Boston Arena that night, uh, later became state auditor here. And I think we need to ask Perry, whatever happened to that woman with all that money in Iowa? You know, I don't know. Did you ever hear about <laughs> I have, that? I have no clue, Chris, because I wasn't even born then. <laughs> I know. But, but look her up. Her name is Bernie but by, uh, by the way, Sheldon, Iowa, for those who don't know, is up in the northwest corner of the state. It is right across the river from uh, Vermilion, South Dakota. Okay. Well, well, maybe she escaped to South Dakota. And lived well, it up maybe, maybe she did. <laughs> Well, but, she, I'm no, sure that was a great father, air sure check. Her father and, wasn't too happy with her. <laughs> yeah, I bet he wasn't. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, I want to thank you for for suggesting that, Chris, because I didn't have it in my library. And when you said you heard, you must have obviously heard that air check somewhere before. Yeah, I did. So I didn't have it. So when I when I looked for it, I did find it. So uh, mm-hmm. no, that was good. A lot of a lot of amazing production. On, on that newscast. Well, and, and you loved, and oh, loved yeah. the, uh, they used the Fisher Space Expander. That 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 was an that was an echo chamber with springs. Um, oh yeah, I, I got I got. Oh yeah, no, I, Boston, you know that kind of thing. You know, and the had, thing is, he never gave the newscaster never gave his name. No, I don't know who he was. Maybe you I don't do, know who he I was. Know. I don't recognize it. They what? had a million newscasters, including Fred Lowry, who we heard earlier. He worked at MEX for a while. He also worked at W. I believe he also worked at uh, WFIL in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, as well. As, as a matter uh-huh. of fact, but I remember that those 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 uh, echo chambers, uh, Bernie, because we had one at the college station, and if you touch the right area of that of that uh, machine, and, and a friend of mine did that, he smashed it with his hand, and I had my headphones on. I almost went deaf. So. <laughs> that's not too funny. Uh, that happened actually. That happened uh, with the, the echo chamber here in Indianapolis back in the late '60s on uh, WNAP. If you hit your knee on that, uh, yeah, it just it went nuts. It was just mm-hmm. a, the was, most horrible noise it would ever make. It was springs. Yeah. So, well, I think it's time for us to say, well, not me. I got to get my th- my fifteenth cup of coffee. You know. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Yeah. Your coffee, uh, coffee laced with some. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. His, his, mind, his tonic. <laughs> his tonic and his credit cards. He's got a life going, Jeff right. does. But anyway, thank you, Jeff. Thanks to the panel. Thanks to everyone. What's this last one we're doing here, Jeff? Now, yeah, I don't want to get some email. You guys, you know, build. <laughs> I get maybe one email a week, but I want to see more, more response. This is Anna and Raven on radio station WEZN. They originated the show. It originally aired on WEZN, then it went to their. 
other radio station was WALK in Patchong, Long Island, and now it's on seven other radio stations. We talked about it in last week's newscast, and I want to know what you guys think. So send well, me Jeff, an email to Jeff at allthingsradio.net or Bill at billsparks at allthingsradio.net or Bill at billsparks.org hey, or whatever. Well, we want to hear what you think about that. We can talk about that next week. Well, I can tell by the reaction of the panel they're dropping off like flies, Jeff. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not good, Jeff. No, I know that. You, well. you better take solace in your your substances there. <laughs> Have a good week, yeah, everyone, right. and thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you very much, Bill. This week in the Featured Station segment, we're traveling to Bridgeport, Connecticut. We're going to hear Anna and Raven in the morning. The show airs on radio station WEZN-FM in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Also, it's heard on WALK-FM, serving the eastern end of Long Island. Both stations are owned and operated by Cotter Media. But Cotter Media has recently decided to syndicate this radio show throughout the United States in cooperation with Compass Media. So without further ado, why don't we have morning sound with Anna and Raven on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Start at 9.9 Connecticut weather from Channel 3 Eyewitness News. Cold start out there with mostly cloudy skies. Temperatures today will only climb into the mid to upper 30s, 40 for the shoreline. We will clear things out later on this afternoon. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. Temperatures will be in the low 40s. Saturday and Sunday, partly to mostly sunny, but windy and cold with highs only in the upper 20s, low 30s. For Star 99.9, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney from Channel 3 Eyewitness News. Star 99.9. Back to the Anna and Raven Show. hugging day but there are different types of huggers and if you do this when you embrace somebody that is definitely all i need to know about you and you might not even know you're this person well you'll know after this all i need to know about you is coming up next with anna and raven the anna and raven show home of couples court today at 7 40 That's all I need to know about you. 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 It's Anna and Raven. You can always call or text 1-800-330-9999. All you have to do is fill in the blank. If you're blank, that's all I need to know about you. Raven, today is National Hugging Day. Remember when we were allowed to hug people? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like yeah. forever ago. It was a long time ago. Right. Just a stranger, everything. Are you more of a hugger or a handshake person in normal? times uh i i actually i don't like to hug to uh-huh. be honest okay. I, I mean like obviously my family my are husband, you not my good kids. at it it's not that i'm not good at it <laughs> i don't know i don't like people invading my personal space too much sure was it always like that or is it something that you developed kind of as you got older oddly the older i get the mm-hmm. more cool i am with it i think i've become more okay. emotional as i get older so i'm like more into the hug whereas when i was younger i was kind of really standoffish okay but there's different kinds of huggers and there's some huggers sure. that are awesome and then there's certain kind of people that's all i need to know about you is this backed up by facts or is this your your personal uh you know opinions that you've come up with and now you've formulated to discuss this is my own opinion that okay. i formulated that it is also okay. science so now. tell me who does it right and tell me who does it wrong well here's the different kind of huggers the one arm hug that's yep. the one that you don't really want to do the hug but you have to do it it's kind of like a daps yeah you just kind of wrap it around yeah. and for a minute you're like boom, yeah. boom all right kid one arm yep all right kid good job they're fine like yeah. sure number two the bear hug i love a good bear hug from someone you love like, <laughs> 
just embrace you so tight and they grab you so nice. So what's the point of that? Like, I mean, you, you know, you can have a long, good embrace with somebody that you know well, but the bear hug is almost like it's aggressive. Like, you're trying to hurt me. Are you trying to crunch me? No, there's one person that I, I that I know that he gives the best bear hugs. Mm-hmm. It's, and it, it, like, whenever you do it, you just have to smile. It's a good bear hug. Okay. Then there's the under hug, and that's when they come up underneath your armpits and they almost pick you up as you hug. Yeah. And that one always makes me giggle unless it's somebody I don't know. Then I feel like I'm being assaulted. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Kidnapped. <laughs> right. They're, they're getting ready to run out the door with you. But the all I need to know about you. Uh-huh is the lurker hugger. The person that you don't know that well and they go in for the hug and they hold on for like two seconds too long and you feel them smelling you and you're like, "Ah, that's all I need to know about you. I I guarantee we're thinking of the same person right now, but I'm not going to say that name out loud. I guarantee we are thinking of the exact same person right now at that moment. That's all I need to know about you. Maybe a supple kiss. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You do that, right. Uh, If you hold on for two seconds too long, that's all I need to know about you. Yeah, 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 I get that. Mm-hmm. Right. That one's, and then there, you know what one is weird too is the one that, okay, we're a male and female or we're two guys and we're going to, I don't know if girls do this too because I'm, uh, obviously I'm a guy. So I only know from my side, but the, we're going to hug, but our lower bodies are so far apart because we're <laughs> so afraid like they might get close to each other. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, That's if we had denim hug. on denim contact, like there could be some sort of terrible problem that would arise, There's right? Definitely a bro hug. A bro hug is almost like when you lean in and you kind of just that's the it's like kind of like, like the dap one arm one yeah. too though yeah that no, one's I, all right i'm talking like you're going to give somebody a real hug and for some reason your pelvis is like 12 inches past <laughs> where your head is it's behind it you're like oh don't let me get near them with my lower body it's definitely all i need to know about you uh coming up next though yesterday there was a peaceful transfer of power but you know who else does transfers of power hmm. animals what? i know it sounds weird when you find out how a clownfish does a transfer of power, you're going to be blown away. Because I was like, wait a minute. That's nuts. It's next with Anna and Raven. The Anna and Raven Show. Star 99.9. Jaguar Land Rover Fairfield, Connecticut traffic. I'm Brett Levine on Star 99.9. Star 99.9 Connecticut weather. From Channel 3 Eyewitness News. Star 99.9. Back to the Anna and Raven Show. Yesterday, there was a peaceful transfer of power. But you know who else does transfer of power? Animals. And that sounds really strange. But wait till you hear how a clownfish does a transfer of power. I mean, who knew that Nemo had this in him? It's coming up next with Anna and Raven. It's weird. Warning you. Really weird. Buy me a pair of slippers. That's all right. I want. I just, I'm sick of being barefoot. And Raven. I'd rather have my steak raw if I actually had to tackle the cow and bite its leg myself. Show. Raven show. Yesterday, there was a peaceful transfer of power. It's Anna and Raven. But you know who else does transfer of power? Animals. And I I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but it's 
fascinating. Look Anim- at you. You have gone into an animal vortex oh. in the last couple of days. I mean, how have you not been stuck on your couch watching Discovery Channel before? I love this. I'll do it all day. Yeah, so animals live in groups, too, and there's hierarchy. There's the leader of the packs, but how is that determined, and what happens when there has to be a transfer of power? How does it work? I mean, obviously, Lady Gaga doesn't sing, and Tom Hanks doesn't host like a star-studded event when no. a hyena becomes president. Of course not, but dominance does play a role, right? I mean, at least in the original leaders, they got to be in charge because they can literally eat everybody else. Exactly. So let's start with chimpanzees. Okay, chimpanzees, they're actually a lot like us. They build a coalition, kind of like a political party. So what you'll do is you'll see one male. He'll start to groom the others more and kind of make friends with them, make allies with them. And then one day, by brute force, mm. he'll go after the alpha male. Right. And most of the time, that group that he has built up will back him on it. Yeah, so he gets a bunch of players behind him. He gets his posse, his yes. entourage. And then he rips the arms off the other chimpanzee. Well, most of the time, at that point, when the alpha has realized that the coalition has grown so much, he right. backs down. Very right. rarely does it end up in death. Well, he should get out of there. Because chimps can be violent. But do you know that chimps actually have like a term, like we have a presidential term, three to five years is the term for an alpha male chimpanzee. Well, that's when you're in your... That's when you're in your prime, man. You can fend off your challengers. Other than that, like you said, best to basically know when your time is up, right? But next, hyenas. Hyenas. Now, hyenas are a lot more like the royal family in England. <laughs> it's a, For real. Wait a minute. Yes, it's true. It's a female-dominated group. So, like, the female is the, the head of the hyenas. Okay. Now, there's a queen. There's okay. one woman that runs the whole thing. Of, co- one, of course there would be. Hyena. Right, right, of course. Here we are with the hyena family now, and we see that today would be a transfer of power. But there's one small change. What what happens when the alpha female dies? Yeah, it's the youngest daughter that assumes her position, and no one contests it in the group. N- not the oldest son. It's no, the old, it's the youngest daughter the this youngest time. Youngest daughter. Oh, this is gonna change the way I watch the crown forever now. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> but the crazy part is that nobody questions why the baby like girl hyena all yeah. of a sudden now is the queen of the pack. Well, youngest again, gonna have a longer prime in front of him. Maybe, maybe something like that. Right? It's all about hunting. I, you know, when you're in the wild, you got to survive. But then there's the clownfish. Okay, clownfish. Uh, I'm Think not sure Nemo. I have any uh, uh, clownfish sound effects. Yeah, I don't it's have. Okay. I, I don't have any water. Uh, yeah, beach. <laughs> there's a dolphin. Good. No, clownfish is like Nemo. <laughs> like Finding Nemo. Yes, like, I realize they're yeah. not the same. That's what I have from the ocean. Right. Okay. So. Nemo does something that's crazy nature. Are you ready for this? Okay. Follow along with me. Yes. The female, that's the largest fish within the group, Okay. she's the leader. But when she dies, the largest male in the group changes sex to become the new breeding female. What? It's a transition of power that's built into their biological code, and it's irreversible. I mean, people will do anything to be in charge. Can you imagine? No. That's crazy. Because I'm human, and it's not possible. But... I mean, <laughs> but nowhere at that point does Lady Gaga sing. At no point. <laughs> None of it. It's too bad, though. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Anna and Raven Show. Well, there you go. The syndicated Anna and Raven Show, as heard on radio station WEZN-FM from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it. The email address, as always, is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. 
This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.